Hey there, junior adventurers. It's me, Steve, and I'm just going to take a moment of your time to tell you about Anchor.fm. Do you want to record a podcast? Of course you do. It's great. Well, Anchor.fm has everything you need to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. And once you're done recording, it will help you distribute to all the major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Jamboree. I just made that one up, but you get the idea. Not only is Anchor completely free to use, it also allows you to monetize your podcast with no minimum listener requirement. It is everything you need to run a podcast in one place, and it is easy to use. And if it wasn't, I wouldn't be using it. You've heard the podcast, you know I'm not that smart. So download the free app or go to anchor.fm to start your podcast adventure. That's anchor.fm. Maybe I'll say it again just to be annoying, anchor.fm. Okay, enjoy the show. Authors and Dragons Time of magic, age of mind A band of heroes step up to the fight Playing with powers they don't understand Will they fuck it all up or will they save the land? Hey everybody, I'm John Hartness, and I am playing the role of Fandingo the Fantastical, Dashing Bard. In real life, I'm the author of the newest volume of the Shingles series, Zombies Ate My Homework. And if you would like to know how to defend your middle school class from the zombie apocalypse using only things that can be found in a sex toy shop, you should go buy that shit. I write some other stuff, too, but it involves far fewer butt plugs. Hi, my name is Rick Gualtieri, and I play Silas Kane, the very, very sad paladin of a god he cannot mention. In real life, I write several books, and I have several coming out, including uh, A New Shingles next month, as well as, uh, as, well as uh, finally, the sequel to Devil Hunters. But I wanted to also give a shout-out to uh, our member who is not here tonight, Joseph Brassi. Um, he recently released Dragon Road, the sequel to his uh, adventure novel Skyfarer. Um, I haven't picked up Dragon Road yet, but I've read Skyfarer, and it is just an awesome uh, mix of sci-fi, adventure, uh, fantasy. So uh, it's definitely one to uh, check out. If, you haven't, if you've read it, pick up Dragon Road. If you haven't, uh, then start with Skyfarer. Hello, friends. My name is Robert Bevan. I play the role of Klaus Richter, notorious ROG. In real life, I write the Caverns and Creatures series of comedy fantasy novels and short stories, starting with the first book, Critical Failures. And I have recently released the uh, the origin story of Klaus Richter, uh, Klaus Encounters. Hi, you're right there. My name's Steve. How are you doing? Uh, in real life, I write the Doomsayer Journey, soon to be re-released with Falstaff books. But in this game, I am playing Brandon Fymaster, the sexually attractive monk. 
I'm Drew Hayes, and I thought Steve was going to say more after that. What no? What more needs to be said than sexually attractive monk? I don't know. I just that felt is like on my somewhere. business card, Drew. <laughs> it's a good business card. Uh, I am the GM of this game. In real life, I write books such as NPCs, Fred the Vampire Accountant, and Superpowers. The final book of which, Year Four, is available now and available on audio in July third. When last we left our adventuring party, they had sailed north west because they did not care, and we just rolled a die. Uh, and when we left off, they were sailing toward an island with a lot of lush greenery and huge sprawling foliage, some of which was shaking in the distance. And we were not talking to Edgar anymore, ever. I might. <laughs> yeah, you might. Me, not so much. A lot of us were actively avoiding Edgar. I was learning. I don't think I... I've even noticed the island. I'm staring that that focusedly into the middle distance, pretending I don't see or hear Edgar and Klaus's conversation that I haven't noticed the island. I'm still not convinced on the on the sea turtles. I, I still think squids are the way to go. Yeah, but do squids have their own T-shirt? Come on. <laughs> in in not the yet. meantime. It's been a relaxing voyage for all of you because Silas has been nowhere to be see, seen on deck. It, it has been nice. <laughs> if a little a little boring, but not like in a bad way. Notice how nobody has said, where's Silas? <laughs> I wonder where Silas is. <laughs> and they never would. Yeah, no, I don't think those words would ever cross any of our lips. Fendigo's going to walk up and Talk to the captain. Hey, captain. Uh, rum? Rum. No. You have rum? I thought you had rum. That was why you were coming here. If I had rum, I wouldn't go anywhere near you. You would want my rum. You are a wise man. A wise man. What can you tell us about this island up ahead? Mm, it does not look as though they have places to purchase ale and liquor. And therefore, it has failed to hold my attention. <laughs> what do you know about Gaius's? Uh, it's not really my place to judge the way people do. Oh, God, yeah, the, the, the compulsion. Uh, yeah. uh, standard stuff, magic seal, you have to do what you have to do because you let someone put that upon you. Let is such a strong, strong word. So... Do you think do you think enough people consider alcohol evil that if we turned the boat around and went looking for booze that that would count as searching for evil? It were me, absolutely, but unfortunately the captain is you know me and I am not going to piss off the judge because let me tell you if you think you got the best captain on the seas, you did not. <laughs> Don't worry, I never, I, I literally never thought that. That's good. It's a, it's a, it's a good thought to not have. All right. All right. So, while well, you have fun up here with your uh, wheelie thing, and I'll just go hang out, not near Clammy Hens Edgar. 
That captain just reminds me of every school bus driver ever. <laughs> <laughs> just getting through. So yeah, Fandango will go back to near the near where Brandon is not being near Klaus and Edgar. Yeah, it's the best place to be. Yeah. It's yeah, the only place to be. I see Edgar. neither turtles nor squids. We're good. Edgar, what are your thoughts on hagfish? <laughs> fighters. They're fighters. Never managed to keep one around long enough to really properly examine <laughs> them. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, all... see, that was a mistake. You should have asked him about pufferfish. <laughs> Flufferfish? Wait, <laughs> Pufferfish. What? How would that even work? I didn't even know she had a fish. <laughs> oh, God. Brandon will inquire to the captain, is, is there some way we can make this boat go faster? <laughs> I mean, we're kind of kind of here. I mean, do you want to get off and go examine? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice we were here. Yes, please. I'd like to do that. I'd like to not be on the boat with Flammy Hens, Edgar. All right, Edgar. I'll, I'll see you in a bit. I'll, I'll look for some interesting fauna. Won't be as good as... If you see any new turtles, new kinds of turtles. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Just add that to the mission log. <laughs> I'm glad it's not enough weasels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say what you will about Clammy Hands Edgar. He's a man who sticks by what he wants. That's, God help yeah. you all. You could, you could say that. That is a thing you could say about him, yes. If we wanted to say things about him, yes. All right, so let's get on the boat. Okay, our new uh, mission to explore civilizations and find a new type of turtle for Edgar to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds so cheap when you say it like that. Yeah, there's no expensive <laughs> way of saying that. <laughs> you, you just got to go with it. <laughs> yep. Does anybody care that, um, that, that Silas isn't around? Should we inform him that we're leaving? Uh, no. Nah. Well, nah. here's the thing. As the, as the boat docks, and since like when a boat docks, the the movement is kind of uh, obvious that it stops moving. Oh, it's not uh, docking. There. Okay, so now that you guys are actually paying attention to the island, I'll give you a little more. Um, there is no formal dock. Uh, there is. They're just going to throw down anchor, loan you a rowboat. And let you go check shit out. Oh, we totally need Silas then. Well, re regardless, when anchor when anchor gets dropped, I think it's pretty uh, pretty obvious on a boat like this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, also if you haven't caught on, Captain's a little drunk, so it's not exactly like you're getting oh, literally smooth sailing. <laughs> Handbrake turned into a coastal reef. <laughs> Well, regardless, after the anchor is dropped, but before uh, I guess uh, you guys can make your escape, uh, Silas comes above deck and uh, he's smiling. Mm. Oh God, he's cracked. Was was there a turtle down there that we don't know about? Clammy <laughs> uh, hands. Edgar says no, not anymore. <laughs> Where did you come from, Jesus? Probably not him. Oh dear. Give up. Again about Silas, we're going somewhere else. Oh, it's it's a glorious day, friends. 
I feel I feel so free. Okay. He's been right, listening Brandon. to motivational tapes. <laughs> Brandon will try and cast off the Pope before whatever mimic monster is pretending to be Silas can get on board with us. Silas, do you still feel the need to suffer a lot? Oh, of course. Good. But I but I've been thinking. That's oh, never shit. good. You should just and, row. And as I was sitting lying down there in the bilge water, letting the rats chew on me, I had a bit of an epiphany. Did like, you clean it up? Epiphanied in the bilge water that you were lying in? Come on, man. At least epiphany off the side of the boat like everybody else. It was a glorious, salty epiphany. <laughs> the sad thing is I don't disbelieve that. But, but I was but I was thinking this punishment from this god I can no longer say, how freaking pathetic was that? I mean, all he did was affect my vocal cords. He could have ripped out my arms and beat me with them. He could have, like, poked out my eyes and then put me in a, in a room full of, like, carpet tacks. No, all he did was, like, that. That was pathetic. And two, was what his demigod said. He said that that guy I can't mention couldn't take away the powers that he claimed I had stolen. You know what that tells me? That tells me I've been wrong all this time, and there's another god out there that's stronger that I have to find and follow. Oh, oh sweet yeah. Jesus, fuck! I, so who, I'm, so who do you guys all worship? Just out, of, just out of curiosity. Oh, me. Well, I uh, it's not uh, some. I mean, I would just say I worship myself, but uh, that is to become one with the universe, which is the only perfect entity. As it uh, is and must be. Um, so you're so, a perfect entity. Well, I, well, yeah, I think so, but I've right. yet to. Then I am um, now a paladin of Brandon Thymaster. Well, this awesome. is a this, this is a development I I did not see coming and did not want to happen in the slightest. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Uh, I believe I'm a perfect entity. Clearly, I mean, um, but I've yet to expand into universal consciousness as I've been told should happen when somebody is perfect. So spiritually, I'm guessing I'm like maybe like a nymph of, of a percent away from perfection. So maybe worship Klaus. No. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe no. Okay. So forget you, forget you loser. Let's get to the, Let's get to this Island. Cause maybe, maybe there's a worshiper there. I can, uh, I can convert to my side. Or convert it... to their side? Ah, oh, whatever. Is I, mean, else... I worship the great god Grafenberg, so... Wait, wait. Didn't you worship the god whose name I no longer could speak? No, I just did that so you'd give me your cash. So this great god Grafenberg, what's he like? He nestles in a very warm, warm, lovely, loving place. But his location is sometimes difficult to find. Some people have even called it mythical. You can quest for the spot of Grafenberg your entire life and maybe not find it. But it is said that if you that if you find the location of the Grafenberg spot, that you will be showered with blessings like you have never known. Somewhere in Silas's mom. <laughs> I know exactly where this is leading. So, uh, all right, you guys are on the rowboat. Yeah. 
Yeah, un- unfortunately, can't be in Klaus's mom because she's in a bear. <laughs> <laughs> probably out by I now. Mean, she, yeah, she's probably a turd for a while. I'm pretty sure I just sent I just sent Silas on a quest for the G spot. Yeah, it took me a oh. second, but I got where you were going. <laughs> so you're on a rowboat. <laughs> uh, and you, As Silas, uh, commits to the worship of sexual conquest, a spiritual fedora appears on his head. <laughs> oh, God. All right, give me perceptions as you all roll up on the island. Silas gets a nine. Fantingo gets an eight. Brandon Feinmesser gets a 14. And Klaus gets a... We take the best one, right? Or no. the first one? No, yes. the first one. Take the first one unless you specifically right, have right. advantage. Okay. Right. Uh, Klaus gets a 13. Okay. Uh, so with those, you can all see the island before you. Um, there's You're kind of coming up on a beach. Uh, it goes for maybe 100 feet. And then it kind of goes into this big, dense, real shaggy thick brush um kind of leading in to it looks like a forest although the foliage is so overgrown you really can't even see into the forest you can only sort of just see like the outer layers um otherwise it looks like a beach um you notice a few shells lying around and brandon thymaster and klaus uh both rolled high enough to notice bjorg reach down crack one open and slurp out the contents um he licks his lips once smacks and then proceeds to fall back into the boat, vomiting and uh, just just out of it. He is oh, he is not coming up for air for a while. You might as well go a... on without him. God <laughs> damn it! Nobody told Bjorg not to fucking eat oysters in months that end in a lie. It's like it's like imagine if you hit a tube of toothpaste that was perfectly sealed dead in the middle. <laughs> The way everything would shoot from, out yeah. from both ends, that's 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 sort of what you're seeing. Oh dear God, is oh. there nothing apart this voyage that isn't disgusting? No. God, I pat no. I pat up York on the back and be like, There there. Try to puke on the fabled Grafenberg spot, for that way lies salvation. While while Silas is talking to the uh the simultaneously puking and shitting Bjork, I'd like to just have a quick word with Fandingo and Klaus and say, uh brothers i'm getting a real kind of loose cannon vibe off of silas more so than usual and i think we need to find something for this guy to worship so if you see like a, a malformed coconut or a rock that that looks like a, a bird or something let's just let's just try and get this guy grounded again because he's freaking should, me right out we should find a turtle and it'll be hilarious when we get back on the boat i really thought that oh, jesus him. christ that sending him on a quest for the G spot was pretty good. Well, you can say that, John. I'm going to come out of the game for a minute because your 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 end game there was brilliant, and I was trying <laughs> to stare. I was trying to steer it to something a bit more normal. But now, right now, Bevan's got to the stage where he's going to make Silas worship a turtle, and then he's going to make him watch Edgar fuck that turtle. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we can carry on this podcast or if we just stop. <laughs> we may never get any better. <laughs> no, I mean that's we we don't even if we saw it through, it could never possibly live up to the scenario the audience is already painted in their head. <laughs> All right, no, let's make a note of this. On May third, two thousand eighteen, 
we found Steve's limit. <laughs> I'm not talking about my limit. I'm just thinking, you know, when you reach that high note, it's time to uh, it's time to draw the curtain and everybody to applaud and go home. And you know, I in that I, one perfect moment. When you find one limit, push on, son. Push well, on. I mean, the first rule of will they, won't they is you know you, you save it for the finale. So. If we're gonna let Edgar fuck a turtle, probably has to be on the last episode. A, a turtle that is also Silas's god. Let's not forget. Yeah, it, but... this this whole Ross and Rachel dynamic between Edgar and the turtles. <laughs> I mean, we gotta gotta really draw it out for as long as we can. Well, it's a love triangle between a uh, metaphysical entity, a turtle, and a pervert. Come on, hey, friends. Wow. Yeah. Stop your chattering. Let's go see if we can find Graffenberg's spot on this island. I'm in. Let's go. We're all in. Let's explore the island. We should pull the boat onto the ground, grass, onto the beach first. Oh, it's already there. Uh, let's just say that Bjorg was doing one of the things so violently that he generated some force and uh, <laughs> kind of just worked like a fan boat. That's impressive. Yeah, well, he's a Northman. He's a big dude. All right. So, there's a beach. There is. Uh... 100 feet up, it goes into foliage, and then the forest beyond that. Um, left and right, you just see empty beach and more shells, like what Bjorgate. And not so, turtle shells. No, not turtle shells. They're very uh, small. They're sort of mollusky. Can I do a knowledge nature check to see if, like, if I know what turtles eat? Sure. <laughs> Edgar knows Steve what they is eat. Giving me, oh, hey, natural 20. <laughs> oh, wait, no, what? Yeah, 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 natural 20. Yep. You know the full gamut of a turtle's natural diet, and uh, you, looking around, you were like, okay, there's like a few environmental factors that would make it possible that turtles would have nests uh, upon this island. You don't see any in your immediate vicinity, but you see enough um, just markers to indicate that, yeah, turtles could live here. You got a natural 20. I kind of just give you everything you can get. I'll, uh, yeah, as we walk along, I'll, I'll pick turtle food for bait, and uh, I'll, I'll wink at Steve and give him a thumbs up. I'll There's no native food around you. There's just the really ah. thick brush and sand. You're going to have to go deeper in if you want um, more <laughs> variety of vegetation. Okay. Oh, God. Well, is this a primary beach? Is there some other reason we're exploring a foliage that doesn't have to do with turtle bait? Or is, have I just got to watch Klaus wink at me and uh, say, I'm going to get turtle sex bait before he disappears? <laughs> I mean, you're kind of just exploring the island in general, uh, looking for clues and stuff, so. Just winking and turtle sex bait. In that case, I entered a foliage, but uh, uh, like quite far away from where Klaus is, like a healthy distance away from what Klaus is doing. I don't want to be party to the to the turtle sex bait. All right, good idea. We'll, we can cover more ground if we split up a bit. That's, that's not what I meant, but that's what it takes. Divide and turtle sex bait conquer. <laughs> okay. I'm following Brandon. As <laughs> the old saying goes. You all uh, walk in. Uh, give me another round of perception checks. And this time, give yourselves advantage, because it's going to be real fucking hard to miss this. It's just a giant tail with a massive boner. Klaus <laughs> <laughs> will do his uh, best. He gets a six. <laughs> Silas gets uh, gets a twelve. 
No, you Fend- got an advantage. Oh, 13 then. Fendingo gets a 19. Uh, you get to pick the best one with advantage. Yes. Is that right? Best one. Brandon Finaster gets a 25. All right. Uh, then basically uh, everybody gets this. You all beat five, which was the minimum. Yes. This is real fucking hard to miss. We'll give you a little more detail as we you rise in perceptions, though. So we'll say Klaus and Fandingo, you both kind of you you all push your way through the shrubs. You're making your way into the uh, thing, and then you you get to the kind of like through some low hanging um, drifting vines and branches, and you step through and you see enormous roots. Um, kind of twisting through in front of you. And as you look, you realize, holy shit, like, these are tremendous trees. And, like, what you took for, like, leaves and bran- like uh, vines are really just, like, small leaves that have fallen down and formed this weird natural foliage blockade around it. Uh, Jesus. These trees are huge. And let's see. So, uh, I'm sorry. So, Silas and Klaus got that. Fandingo and Brandon, you can both look around enough to realize... Oh, this isn't shrubbery. This is grass, even though it comes up to about uh, almost halfway up your torsos. Okay, so we've uh, this island got very big, or we got very small. We are all very small in the eyes of Grafenbergspot. They aren't giant blades of grass. They are uh, like kind of a natural like grass foliage that just is built in a way that grows up very tall and thick and large. I feel somehow diminished by this. Uh, There's one more thing. Uh, Brandon? uh, Yes. You hear the sound of something moving in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, brothers, I have. From what we've seen so far from this island, we're going to run into something that's pretty huge. I can feel it. I mean, the grass is huge. The trees are huge. I'm guessing everything's huge. So, so uh, be on the lookout for huge things. Yes. Maybe look up. Silas, are these trees evil? They might be. (laughs) Can you detect whether or not they're evil? Okay. Everybody go ahead and give me initiatives, and I'm going to give you all (laughs) around to do whatever you like uh, since Steve gave you a heads up. Fendigo rolls a 13. Ooh, Brandon Fymaster rolls a 7. Ah, there we go. All right, Silas gets a 14. Klaus rolls an 18. Okie dokie. Klaus, you have one round to do whatever you would like in preparation for whatever's coming. Uh, Klaus will put on his ring of invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty solid move. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I will, um, let's see. Do I want to? I'll get my my bow ready. Okay. I'm gonna warn you guys. This is rough terrain, so you're gonna move at half speed. So if you want to reposition this round, make use of your movement. Um, I will not move for now. I will wait and see what others do. Okay. Silas. I will cast bless on. Let's see here. Myself. Actually, I can. Okay, myself, Brandon, and Fandingo. Okay, now <laughs> here is where I have to ask you a, a question. Uh, as Rick, not as Silas, 
did you mean what you said earlier, or are you playing hard to get for Toreg? Well, I haven't fully renounced Toreg, in case you're wondering. <laughs> keep that, was, that, that, that wasn't part of it, but I'm kind of basically saying, you know, Toreg can't take his blessing away, because he's tried. So for the moment, I'm kind of a free agent. Uh, okay, in that case, you as you cast your bless, um, it goes through and it works, but you definitely feel it kind of flicker out at the end. Um, it's it's a little glitchy. It's a little it's a little weird. Um, and I will go ahead and give you a roll for this because it with it you'll even have advantage on it because it's pretty straightforward. Uh, give me a religion. With advantage. Religion with advantage. Eight. Well, you beat the five, and this isn't a hard one. Um, Paladins are partially powered by their faith and their connection to their god. If your faith in Toreg has begun to wane, then the power granted to you is also going to wane. Your faith is very key to what you do. You can keep using your paladin powers, but I'm letting you know that if you fully renounce... If you renounce Toreg... um, or you don't find a suitable place to put your faith, it's going to be harder for you to use your powers. That's okay. You've got to be like a middle-aged divorcee, mate. You've got to have your your paws on another branch before you let go of the branch you're clinging to. (laughs) Right now, now Silas is kind of flinging a metaphysical finger to whore-leg there. I honestly didn't know if this was some weird scheme to win Toreg over. That's why I asked. Like, it's it's not what Silas is saying. It's what Silas is feeling in his heart that matters to me. Silas is posting pictures of himself with other gods on Facebook. <laughs> happy. Silas changed his relationship status. To, it's complicated. Silas is going to brunch a lot. Like, a worrying amount. Working late. Anyway, Fandingo, it is your round to do something if you would like. Fandingo. Um, nah, Fandingo's just gonna kinda start playing a little playing a little low key music and chilling out and staying kinda chill. Make sure it knows we're here. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna kinda noodle around a little bit. Okay. Um, just so you know, there is a thing called the dodge action in fifth edition. That uh, you can spend your action to declare that you're dodging, and all attacks against you will have disadvantage for the next round. Oh, the fuck that finding is getting ready to dodge like a motherfucker. Because, yeah, I don't want to die. Brandon. Okay. I have uh, I think I've accepted that something terrible is about to happen to us. I'm going to, uh, if I've got enough movement, kind of meat shield between where Klaus was and um, where Fandingo is. What's your speed? 40. Then you can get 20. Okay, where, oh, wait, where uh, Klaus was. Actually, actually, this is how far you can get. So wait, yeah, you can put yourself back in front of Klaus. Okay. Where Klaus, you're standing in front of where Klaus was. There's also a okay. large indent in the grass. <laughs> I'm going to meet Shield for this suspicious indent in the grass. And, uh, I don't know, just look good while I wait for something to happen. Alright. Klaus, it is your turn. You now hear something as well. If you would like to roll a knowledge nature check, uh, you can try and discern what it is. I will do that. Nature. 
All right, Klaus rolls a 19. Oh, wow. Okay. Hoofbeats. Ah, but, like, really big ones or just normal hoofbeats? Well, they ju- oh. sound loud as shit. Oh, like multiple? I mean, oh, like, yeah. Like horse, but, Definitely uh, multiple. All right. Sounds like hooved animals coming our way. Definitely not turtles. Do Unless I hear that? turtles on horses. Do I hear that behind me? Definitely not turtles. Is there... <laughs> yeah, you don't. You hear definitely not turtles. Oh, we should sure. we should prepare to kill them because every time we've met horses in the past, it hasn't ended well. <laughs> I that's not he's right. It's not necessarily been the horse's fault in all of those circumstances. So. Better safe than sorry. <laughs> Agreed. We've yes, literally never behaved according to that maxim. Let's get ready to murder some horses, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've definitely behaved according to that maxim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one's good. Yeah. Silas, uh, you also hear the noise. All right. Is it? Then I will try to use my divine sense, you know, mm-hmm. continuing to thumb my nose. And see if I sense uh, within if I sense that this isn't quite the same as detect evil, but it's pretty close. Basically, if there's any celestials, fiends, or undead. No, you you open up your divine sense. Um, you hear what kind of sounds like a sad song coming from your own heart, which is weird, but no, none of the normal things. <laughs> this is at this point, Silas using his power and powers is like coming home with flowers for no reason. <laughs> Fandingo, you also hear the noise. Fandingo's gonna move over to the right a little bit, so that if someone throws a giant fireball, it doesn't hit everyone at one time. So yeah, Fandingo moves over here. It's been so long since any of you demonstrated critical thinking, I almost forgot what it was like. <laughs> well, I prefer to think of it as abject cowardice, but sure. <laughs> Fireballs can't hit what they can't see. All right. Well, oh, we, I can <laughs> test that anytime you like. That is not how fire works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be Brandon's turn, except. <sighs> da, 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 da. Is that the heck was that? Dildo? Uh, he's in the turn order now, but bam! Yeah, uh, totally two enormous freaking elk come bursting through the trees just kind of running and uh they see you and they decide to run up on you dire elk (laughs) buy me a fucking drink first buddy jeez just run up on a brother all right that is their turn uh but you definitely hear more noise coming from the trees those are big elk brandon thymaster it is your turn so majestic. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to punch one of these guys. <laughs> okay, so well we got movement wise five ten. I can uh get up on this one. Remember everything's doubled, but yes, I think you can. Uh, I would like to punch it and uh I would like to use my um knowledge nature punches or I'm not sure if we've if we've worked this out with the whole Temple of the Many Fists monastic traditions, but I'd uh, like to use my. Uh, is this the one that allows you to learn about it from punching it? Yes. Go ahead and use it. 
Okay, so I'm allowed to clock this sucker with a unarmed strike. And if the unarmed strike is at all successful... Holy shit, natural 20 on the unarmed strike. You did it. Oh, okay. Jesus. Go ahead and uh, click on the words unarmed strike on your roll. Uh, it says standard punch 6 plus 1. Mm-hmm. So roll another d6. Oh, d6. Yep, because you crit. When you crit, you get to roll your damage die again. There's no more confirming. Ah, uh, right. Uh, you, oh, just, you don't get to add anything. You just roll your damage dice again. Uh, and a five. All right, so you do a respectable 12 points of damage. Okay, with my monistic tradition, and as I've called the uh, knowledge-gaining punches ability of my monistic tradition, uh, I now get to also roll an insight I believe okay. that's what we decided on. Roll me an insight. I can roll an insight or an animal handling. <laughs> I'm going to go for insight. I oh, know. You know what? I'm going to go for animal handling. Handle let's, that bitch. Let's amp this bitch up. Edgar's got you inspired. Oh, Don't put it like that. Okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, okay, fight's over. We surrender. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I roll a 19 on my animal handling. For this... For this creature, CR and hit die, that feels like more than enough. Do I get to ride the giant elk? <laughs> to, to ride it? No, to understand it, yes. Oh, do I understand it enough to ride it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not after punching it in the face. <laughs> That's driven kind of handling. You, uh, and I, you and I are not woodsmen. I don't know how you're supposed to ride an elk, but maybe if I was an elk and somebody came and, like, jawed me, like, straight in the face, and then said, I'm riding you now, I'd be like, well, this is probably how it's supposed to work. You can make that argument, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's sure not going to do it until he pays you back. Uh, but since you know about him, you know that it is a giant elk. Um, it is a huge beast. It is very strong um and you really need to watch out for those big antlers and the hooves because if it knocks you down it will stomp on you okay i relay the information i have uh uh gleaned from punching this animal in the face to the other guys say guys uh these these giant elk are not playing ball oh uh, that seems really obvious (laughs) (laughs) They ran out. They ran towards you. You jumped forward and punched one in the face. Well, that's just how we understand the world around us, by violent interaction. Klaus, uh, it is your turn. You are invisible. Um, Let's see. You said this grass is really high? Yes. Uh, that's why it's double move. Yeah, okay, so I can probably shoot and run and hide. All right, um, I'm going to try that anyway. Okay. Which one are you um, going to shoot I will at? Shoot, I'll shoot at the one Brandon's already punched. Focus fire. Nothing wrong with it. All right, that's rapid shot. Okay, here we go. That's a 9 and a 12. Those will not hit. All right. Uh, and you are now visible. Yeah, uh, I will use my movement to... Run over here behind Silas and <laughs> duck down in the grass. Uh, okay, if you're ducking down, you're leaving yourself prone. Well, I mean, there, is there, am I visible through the grass? Is it that 
Or, yeah, like it's only like up Arkansas. to y'all's like stomach. So if you want to duck down into the grass, you're gonna have to go low enough to leave yourself prone. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, okay, I'm just letting you know. Okay. All right, Silas. Okay. Well, ah, screw it. Shoot two arrows into the one that Brandon punched. Okay. See, see if it gives me any insight. I'm kind of a free agent now. Doesn't like being shot in the face. All right. So that's twelve. That's the first arrow. Okie dokie. Second arrow is twenty-one nineteen. Uh, that will hit. Four eleven. All right. You have uh, definitely put a hurting on this elk. The insight you've gained is it is bloody and angry. <laughs> Fandango. <laughs> Fandango's looking at a goddamn elk. Yeah, saying, he really shit. is. <laughs> yeah, and saying, shit. Everybody kind of hung your ass out to dry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are those? That was uh, entirely his own decision. He ran off in that direction. I was taking point Specifically there. to be by himself. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, I can cast a spell and then, and then run like fuck, right? Yep. Action huh. and then move. All right. When Fandingo awoke from his vision quest, he felt new and strange magical abilities upon him. And he thinks that this is a prime fucking time to try that shit out. Fandango casts a fireball on the elk's head. Uh, okay, a DC 15 dexterity save. Well, let me see what the elk's dex is. That's actually better than I thought it would be. All right, this plus three. Natural one. He has taken all 19 of that damage. So Fandango sets the elk on fire because that's what we do. We burn our enemies. I just forgot to kill it first. <laughs> He's got a flaming elk charging. Yeah, if that elk yeah. was going to ignore you, it's sure shit not doing that now. Um, and I can move 15 feet. Yep. So I'm sure shit going to do that. So, yeah. Fendingo's going to take his 15 and move as far away from the goddamn elk as he can. And as my bonus action... I'm going to give use a bardic inspiration and give Brandon Thymaster a bardic inspiration. So, thanks, man. What that means, Brandon, is that at some point in the next ten minutes, you can you can roll a d8 and add that number to an ability check, an attack roll, or a saving throw, oh. and you can roll after you roll your d20. It doesn't matter because you guys didn't miss, but since I blessed you, uh, uh, John and John and uh, Steve, all of your attacks and saving throws for the next minute, you add an additional D4 to them. Oh, nice. Thank you. All right. Cool. And so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Brandon, if you miss, you can re-roll with a D8. Well, no, you can add a D8 to your roll. It might be a, a little bit too late to ask, but do any of you guys have anything that stops me getting gored by a giant elk? Like, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> I left that salve at Gunther's. Sorry, right. dude. Because I, I feel like I understand this elk now, and I understand yeah. he's really angry. You know, next time Silas asks you if you're perfect, just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And with that, it is time for the Elks to go. But first off, uh, as the noise continues, oh no, more Elk have burst through. Who could have foreseen such an outcome? <laughs> uh, well, Brandon, I've got good news. Uh, as much as you punching the Elk in the face pissed it off, uh, you didn't light it the fuck up with arrows. <laughs> and it is a fairly smart creature smart enough to know that fuck you arrow guy um so brandon you will get oh no he's never leaving your your uh tax base (laughs) he just runs up on silas and uh fandango you are absolutely getting run the fuck up on yeah i figured uh it is not half movement for these things because it is just grass to them of course so uh first up silas da, 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 da. you cannot harm me because i am now protected by the g-spot uh-huh uh i'm guessing a 20 hits you okay maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe i'm not that protected uh so give me uh first off that 16 damage uh and then roll me a dc 14 strength save uh da, 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 and Fendingo. Hello. Does a 14 hit you? No. Ooh, you got lucky. <laughs> that was 22 points of big damage coming your way. <laughs> That's why I bought the good armor. All right. Um, eight, I guess. Okay, Silas, you are knocked prone. And that triggers their second attack. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I specifically warned you to beware of the hooves. Uh, so basically he, what happens is he gores over you and, uh, charge, basically it's a big running charge attack. He slams his horns into you, knocking you prone, and then proceeds to stomp all over you. Silas, you're taking this, or Klaus, you're taking this too. Oh, crap. (laughs) This is why I asked if you're prone. He has to roll on both of you, but he has advantage on both. So first one is for Silas. Uh, does a 16 hit you? No. Oh, you got lucky. That was 30 damage. Klaus. (laughs) Does a 24 hit you? No. Um, yes. 27 <laughs> damage. Ouch. Yeah, there's Jesus. a reason the macro for this one is stomp, stomp, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Brandon Thighmaster. I'm going to uh, run to the aid of my colleagues in the rear of this uh, deer. Oh, and, actually, uh, go ahead and give me uh, one unarmed attack. He did end up leaving your threatened range. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll move back to where I was then. And add a D4 to it. Okay. Unarmed attack. Well, 26. That'll hit. And for damage, 10. Nice. Oh, you've almost got this thing dead. Almost. Oh, I thought we yeah, had that, an understanding elk. Yeah, but that, that was a bonus attack. You could step in and do it again. Yeah. Now it's your turn. Okay. I'm not going to waste a key strike on, uh, sorry, a key point on a flurry of blows. I'm just going to go for a standard unarmed strike. Boom, 21. Hits. Four. Seven. Okay. Um, Silas and Klaus, I want both of you to roll me dexterity saves. Okay. Um, you take the first one, right? Yep. 23. Yeah. 17. Okay. Uh, 
you both manage to roll out from under the uh, body of the giant elk just before it comes crashing down uh, atop you dead. Uh, yeah. Beaten to death in the ass by Brandon Thymaster. <laughs> Ride or die, motherfucker. You made your choice. <laughs> and just in time, Klaus, it is your turn. Um, okay. I... Ooh, a lot of elk coming my way. Um, all right, that's still got a, a round or two. I will fire at the at Fandingo's elk. Okay. Um, and I'm going to use my sharpshooter power, or a, whatever that is. And uh, <laughs> before you make an attack with a ranged weapon that you're proficient with, you can choose to take a minus 5 penalty to the attack roll. If the attack hits, you add plus 10 to the attack's damage. Nice. Yeah, that sounds Sweet. like fun. All right. All right, so this minus 5. Okay. And I'm doing rapid shots, so this will be twice. All right, uh, 19 minus 5 is 14. 14 hits. Okay, should I do damage for that first, or? Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so 10 plus 10 is 20. Okay, still standing. Okay. But, wow, this is fun. And, ooh, shucks, uh, 5 would not hit. <laughs> oh, five. your first one, like, tears it through the eye socket, and, like, that, that, that elk is fucked up after that first shot but it starts bucking and it just goes wild and your your shot misses entirely um do i have a like a move action or something you do um i would like to reapply my ring of invisibility <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you that okay all right uh oh i'm sorry silas i will try to finish with uh but the class started. All right. So, <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> uh, so two arrows coming uh, to this elk that's stomping on. Uh, so is 17 enough? 17 hits. So that's eight points. All right. It is dead. So, and as a move, I'll kind of take a few steps. So I'm kind of in the middle of these guys. So hopefully these, these other two don't veer into us. All right. Fendingo. Um, from watching the first two charge, do I get a sense of how long it's going to take the other two to get to us? Not long. <laughs> Klaus, where your ass at? I want to come heal you. Over here! I'm going to run towards Klaus's voice and, like, wave my arms around and try to heal and try to find him to heal him. Oh, uh, Klaus, your yes. ring of invisibility, you don't have to take it on and off. You just have to spend a, uh a full action to uh, basically to become invisible. So okay. you can move, but you can't become invisible. So I'm not invisible now. You are not. Okay, oh, well then I will not be secretive. I will go accept Fendingo's help. Can you get to him? Uh, I cannot get to him. Wait, I'll let you retroactively I... move, Klaus. Alright, that's... You can get three squares over. Alright, well, that's good enough. I'll do it. One, two, three. Hello, dead elk. <laughs> and then I can get three squares over. <laughs> You're literally running to each other in slow motion, like a terrible. <laughs> ah. Holding out ET fingers at each other. <laughs> and for my bonus action, 
I will give a bardic inspiration to Silas. So now he has a D8 that he can spend on if he fucks something up. And that's me. Okay. All right. Well, the good news is they can't entirely reach you all. Uh, the bad news is, guess There's... who has reach? What? What was that? Oh, sorry. Reach is a thing where that you can attack beyond your square. Yeah. It's a thing that uh, both of these creatures have, and Brandon Thymaster is in range. Ah, oh, goddammit. So, elk charge. Natural 20. <laughs> give me a give me a strength save, DC 14. And I also have to roll another 2d6 for your damage. You have hoof prints on his abs. Oh, he rolls a very low strength save at 8. Yeah. This would be a really good time to use your d8 of bardic advantage and okay. really fucking crush it. I'll absolutely uh, do what he said there. You also have a 7, not an 8. You go with the first one. Oh, sorry. I thought you said advantage for some reason there. Uh, yeah. 8 plus 7 is 15. You are not prone, but you are down 24 hit points. 24 hit points? He crit on you, man. He got to roll his uh, dice out. again. He got me for 27 without critting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow I'm not regretting not worshipping you. Uh, yeah, this deer, you do not get the first punch. It jacks you up. But, fortunately enough, well, you didn't get knocked prone. So, it can't follow up. Uh, the other one can't reach you. Uh, and you hear more noise coming from the forest. That's just an endless wave of helps. <laughs> True, if you wanted to end the podcast, you should have talked to us. Like adults beforehand, did not just send endless wave of elk. <laughs> next week it's just Bjorg looking at our like trampled remains. No, next week it's Bjorg and he's still sick, but all of the elks are like somehow wearing your clothes and he thinks he's still adventuring with the party. And somehow the elk version of you all is so much more effective. I actually like the sound of that podcast. <laughs> Look, it's an evil horse. Trample! <laughs> Battle elves. <laughs> Just trampling through a fantasy world. Authors Just and drinks. elves. <laughs> <laughs> Drew spends like five minutes describing a lovely, unique fantasy world and is just trampled by elks. And then we move on to the next scenario. Yeah. I'd tune in for that. That's <laughs> about right. Brandon Thymaster, it is your turn. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to punch this elk in the face. I'm going to spend a key point so I can get a flurry of blows, so that will amount to three unarmed strikes. Uh, so, we have a 26, a natural 20, and a 19. Uh, okay, then that is all hits. Oh, you got the natural 22, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, roll an extra d6 for your crit. Okay, damage is 6, 9, and 10. And the extra d6. So, so far we are at 25. <laughs> 2. 27. Yeah, you still swing around and kick the shit out of this deer's face. You didn't... You gave better than you got. Yeah, how do you like that, elk? 
So I'm, I'm not even trying to understand you, but I hope you understand me. I hope you understand <laughs> the language. Being Jack Jord, you fucking elk. <laughs> <laughs> Klaus. All right. Uh, Klaus will cozy on up to Bendingo here and shoot some elk. All right. Same thing I did before. I'm going to take a minus five on the attack. And Are you going for the Brandon Thymaster elk or yes, the as-of-yet-untouched yes. elk? The, the Brandon Thymaster elk. The Thymaster elk. I gotcha. Okay, here it goes. All right. 21. Hits. And I'm just going to roll the other one. Go for it. Uh, 11. Does not hit. All right. Make it count, 21. All right. 7 plus 10 is 17. 17 is just enough to kill this one. Sweet. You oh, this uh, is so much more effective now. As as Brandon is just beating the shit out of it like it <laughs> owes him money, uh, two crossbow bolts come in and or a crossbow bolt comes in and just catches it into the throat after a tremendous uppercut in a combo move that leaves the elk fucking dead. Brandon slow motion turns around, and you know like in anime where the where they land in front of the camera and their enemy falls behind them and then they have like a little moment of clarity. Brandon thinks. Elks don't even carry money. <laughs> you know what I think would be better if you turn towards Klaus and like in Power Rangers, the elk falls and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bay presents Authors and Dragons. Yeah, I like that one. I'd, I'd just like to retroactively say that before Brandon Feinmaster made that attack, he took his sunglasses off. And as the elk was exploding, he put his sunglasses back on. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what the people want. All right. Silas. What you said is an action we could uh, we could deter to call call around like a dodging round or something? Yes you can. Okay. So is that a, a full round action or is that just an action? So there's no more full round actions. You okay. just have a bonus action, an action, and a move action. Okay. Um your action is how you fight, how you do all your main stuff, but your move is now distinct from it. So no matter What's what, you can always do your your move. But if you want to do defend to declare dodge, that takes your action. Okay. So then I will move over here, hopefully out of the way of this thing, because I'm open if it if it's just running in fear and we don't attack it, it'll just keep running. But then I will declare this a dodge uh, thing. Okay. Attacks against you now come at disadvantage for the next round. Fendingo. So the Silas that was standing between me and the elk just got out of the way. Yeah, he fucked right off. God damn it. The the graphical <laughs> spot isn't over there, Silas. I'm, ta I'm taking inspiration for how you fight, Vendingo. I don't fight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You kind of walked into that one. <laughs> yep. Vendingo's going to move ten feet to be on the other side of Klaus. <laughs> And then I'm going to cast... Just let yeah. it pass. Then I'm going to okay. cast Cure Wounds on Klaus, and I'm going to cast it using a level 2 spell slot. So, will heal Klaus for 10 hit points. If you are hiding behind Klaus, you have reached a new low. <laughs> Previously only ever reached by Klaus. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure I talked you out of a hole so I could hide in a hole once. Oh, that's right. Thanks for reminding me. Con Carolinas is coming up. You see what kind of stupid we get up to at our live podcast. That's no a good plug, man. Um, Fandango, roll another D8. Okay. If you're using a second level slot, you get two D8. I think the thought was no, that was cast. It automatically casts at a higher level. I'm looking at the roll. It was oh, a one D8 shit. plus four. Oh, sweet. All right, so heals Klaus for sixteen. Okay, I'll take it. Thank you. He's probably gonna need it. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh oh. Yeah, they're smart enough to know when uh, they're being attacked. <laughs> he just watched you kill one of his buddies that he was Clever with. girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as much as Klaus technically got the killing blow, Brandon Thymaster was the one visibly beating the shit out of that elk. Oh, I still have a bonus action, right? Uh, as far as I know. Okay, I'm going to give give Brandon another bardic inspiration because he used the last one. That's probably a good move. Uh, Brandon Thymaster. Fandag... <laughs> Fandango sees the, the giant elk charging to Brandon Fymaster. Just gives him a thumbs up. Brandon <laughs> returns a thumbs up. You got this, buddy. Yeah, oh, a, a 19 does hit me. All right, well, that will be 18 damage, and I need a strength save. Oh, uh, man. Remember, you okay. can also add plus four to the strength save. Or a I'll, 1d4. I will absolutely be doing that. Because uh, I got a natural one on my strip scene. <laughs> you might want Can to I... save those because that don't. Uh, you can't come back from a natural one. No, yeah. Uh, okay. So you I are exchange... prone. <laughs> I exchange a thumbs up to uh, Fandango and then just get blasted the fuck across the field <laughs> by a giant. <laughs> I like to imagine Brandon's like constantly like thumbs upping. I got this, and while he's looking at Fandango, they just smash. Gets hit. Well, anyway, I'm uh, I'm down to zero hit points, so that's me. That's great. So, uh, hoof time. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. With advantage. What more advantage does he need? <laughs> <laughs> that's quite I a bit of advantage. I am unconscious. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, 21, <laughs> I'm guessing, hits you. And, uh, yeah, yeah. so you are... So there's a different way we do these. You don't have to guess the 10 and roll. They're called death saving throws. So when it comes to your turn again, you'll have to roll a death save. Uh, mm. It's on your character sheets right by hit die. Speaking of, Brandon Thymaster, it's your turn. <laughs> uh, right by hit die. All right, hit die. Okay. Unlike the sounds of this. Death save. That's all. Okay, I hit the death save. Got a 10. Add, add a d4. Add a d4. Uh, don't, hang on. I don't know if that works for death saves. Can don't you be inspired it. if you're mostly dead? <laughs> don't don't sweat it. I got this. You're not going to die from this. Actually, it just says whenever the target makes an attack or saving throw before the spell ends. <laughs> yeah, but death saving throws are kind of their own thing. Hang on. That's ah. why I'm trying to. Okay. I'm, I'm looking up the rules for death saving throws to see if they can. Also, I need to know what he's aiming for. Uh, okay, you succeeded on the 10 anyway. Oh, that's uh, good to So know. neither of those mean anything, but if you get three in a row, you become stable. If you get three failures, or if you get three successes total, you become stable. If you get three failures total, you die. 
I will mark that as a success. You should. All right. I'll take my wins when I can get them. Klaus. All right. Um, let's see. Um, am I able to back up even though it's off the map? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will take three steps uh, back and can shoot. You, can can you make me some more map to run away? In? <laughs> I think that's the next T-shirt. Can I back up even though there's no more map? <laughs> All right. Klaus will let you take three steps back and shoot Brandon's elk. Well, I gave you three steps, so. So now you're Leonard Skinner. All right, Sam deals before. Classic bod joke, Dad John. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Taking minus five on the attacks. First one, 13. Miss. 22. Hit. Wait, you can still, you have a D8, you can add to that attack roll because you haven't used your inspiration yet. I didn't know you gave me one. I thought you gave it to Brandon. I gave one to Brandon. Oh, no, I gave one to Silas. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought he was up close. Never mind. Wait, okay. do you have a... Uh, was he one of the ones you blessed? No. No. Silas. No, no Silas deliberately did not bless me. <laughs> ah. Yep, nope. Then just the just the second one hits. Oh, man. It would be really nice if this elk kills Silas because he didn't bless me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, here it comes. Nah, 19 damage. That is not a bad ability, man. That is, uh, that is, you're, you're knocking some fucking damage into these elk. <laughs> Klaus has become very useful in battle. He is really helping pick up Bjork's slack. Yeah. Silas. Yeah, I guess you, you designed this with having Bjork here in mind, huh? No, the best way to help, uh, Brandon is going to be if this thing is dead. So, uh, you know, back up and lo unload on it. Uh, yeah, I did sit. have more in mind when Bjorg was going to be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Few less elk came. I'm going to use the same uh, the same ability that uh, that Klaus has been using, the negative 5 plus 10. Oh, you have it as a ranger too? Yep. Nice. All right, so first attack. 22, or wait, no, 24. <laughs> 24 will hit. Okay. So that'll be 18 points. All right, still standing. One more. And I got a bunch of pluses I can add to this if this fucks up. All right, so that's 18. 18 hits. For 21. And the elk is dead. And as you all listen, uh, you hear like the sound of hoofbeat, hoofbeats being to fade. You realize this was a herd running nearby, and these four just happened to stumble off course. Don't and then Brandon punched one, and then you were just sort of in a murder contest. That'll teach you to get lost. <laughs> All and, right. Uh, surrounded by giant dead elk bodies is, I think, where we will leave you for this round of Authors and Dragons. But fear not, <laughs> listeners, we are not done. As you might know, we run a live blog on Facebook.com slash Authors and Dragons as we play. And as part of that, we also take questions from there. Not from email, not from DMs. The only way you get to ask us questions is if you join us for the live blog. So uh, make sure to follow us and start showing up, people. We want to hear from you. All right, and since it's time for questions, but Joe is out, Rick's going to be covering his post. So, Rick, what do you got for us? All right, well, the first one is from uh, Cassie, and she asked a question to uh, to Bevan. She wants to know, is Sinus from the Bowels of Hellhounds based on Silas Kane? I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody noticed I had a a little hint at a, 
dead Brandon Thymaster in a different story as well. I'm killing off the cast one by one of the short stories. <laughs> nice. It, it kind of works for your world because Caverns and Creatures is all in the mind of one big <laughs> fantasy fan. So it's quite possible he heard a our podcast and just hated it. <laughs> just fucking hated the podcast. And Mordred is not a fan. Yeah. Oh no, he would hate us. <laughs> he would. That's uh, yeah, it's very unfitting to the character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking as your DM, I can tell you, you would definitely all end up in a terrible, <laughs> terrible hellscape. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Ender asks uh, a good thing. Would you, would you guys post your character sheets? Uh, yeah, never discussed that. I mean, I don't see why why we wouldn't. No, I, mean, I don't even know how. That would be uh, useful in case you know, we, like we forget what was on it. I'll yeah. tell you this though: if it's something they do post, I bet it's something they post over on the Patreon. Oh yeah. Our listeners are already pretty good at pointing out when we forget things and when we fuck up. So if we put the character sheets out there, they'll, they'll be even more eagle-eyed. Like God, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to get things like, you know, it would have been impossible for you to roll that 27 <laughs> because your stat, your stat block. <laughs> yeah, but normally Drew tells us that. So. <laughs> Why did you use that, that uh, random wooden spoon you, you acquired in episode four? Yeah. yeah, that's comparable to forgetting you had a ring of invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good point. Where did ben. you get that fucking ring? That's one of the things I bought. Ah, fair enough. And just forgot about it. Yeah, huh. makes sense. But I remembered now. I'm gonna put a fucking note in my calendar for the game closest to Christmas to remind me to open that goddamn box from Big Red. It's a good move. <laughs> All right. Our friend Nelson asks, do you have a specific ritual when you write? Something like a preferred time of day or drink, etc.? No. no. Just jump on when I can, get as much done while I can. I like mm-hmm. right in the mornings first yeah. when I get up. Like, just hit my quota, get it done, and then, like, move on to the other work of the day. Yeah, I like to do that, but that rarely ever happens now that I'm self-employed. My wife finds all sorts of shit she needs me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're not you're doing anything, so you might as well come to yeah. the store with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that too. I'm, I'm kind of like Drew. It's like I prefer to write in the morning. Um, I actually like writing in silence. I know a lot of people have like playlists and shit. You know, I mean, anything I'm listening to just becomes background noise, so I don't hear it anyway. So it's basically if I write in the morning, like I start early. And like you know, it's nobody bothers me, which is rare. Uh, those are usually like you know, those are usually my uh, my my best hours. I I like to get I get up, answer emails and stuff, and then I try to get half my word count for the day done before lunch, and then take lunch and watch TV with the wife for a little bit, and then come back and knock out the other half. I'm the same with Rick with no background distractions, which is quite hard because I don't have a study or anything, and my family are all watching TV and my cat's a dick. But uh, so, yeah, I, I normally have my headphones on, but I'm not actually listening to anything. I did at our work as well. People uh, in my office job, they assume I'm listening to something. I'm not. I just don't want <laughs> to hear them. <laughs> One for Drew from Justin. Uh, Drew, do you plan on doing a backstory style book like the other guys have been doing? If so, who would you write? I think we get this like every quarter. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I think it's just their polite way of saying hurry up and write another backstory. Yeah. Well, they can uh, they can fill their time with the excellent, enjoyable adventures of Brandon Thymaster, Totally Legend Brandon Thymaster, Klaus Encounters, and the Silas Kane Scrolls. So uh, there's a lot of good shit out there. And then I they can a... whine at me and Cho and Drew about not writing our shit yet. Yeah, I have a lot on my schedule. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Probably not going to happen anytime soon. Well, Dylan, uh, Dylan, Dylan is obviously trying to tear us apart. You know, fuck you, Dylan, because he uh, he. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong question. Sorry, D- sorry, Dylan. I take back that fuck you, but you can still go fuck yourself. Greg, you can fuck you because he asks, do you guys have any bets riding on whose origin story sells the most? That would have been a funny thing to do if we'd thought of it. Yeah, that's given us way too much credit for planning shit. Because I wasn't even planning on writing a Fandango story <laughs> until all these other assholes started writing theirs. And yeah. then I was like, well, shit, there's money to be made. Fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I will say, Brand, like, you know, the Brandon Thighmaster story, Steve definitely set a high bar with, with, uh, with these. Yeah, Greg, you're making the dangerous assumption that we we planned something out in advance. We didn't. We just uh, <laughs> Rika basically told me I should write a Brandon Firemaster story. Uh, I eventually kind of did that, and then people bought it. We were all surprised, and then we thought we should do already. So <laughs> that's how we stumbled into that one. Kind of like how we've stumbled into everything. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. All right, here's one, uh, here's one that's a little off the rails. Uh, Will asks, for everyone, what is your favorite car or motorized vehicle that you have personally owned? And what is your dream car? Oh, I'm not a car guy. Uh, the roads in my town are in such shit condition. I guess my dream car would be some kind of hovercraft. <laughs> Maybe a helicopter. My dad flew a helicopter. Did I ever tell you that, guys? That? No, no. Yeah, he, uh, that's probably way cooler than us talking about cars. So yeah, he crashed it. <laughs> you, uh, Did he live? Oh yeah, yeah, he's alive. All right, then, fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, like an old man or a drug dealer. I have a, a slight affinity for Cadillac because I got to drive one uh, as a rental car for a little while, and it was the first time I'd ever sat in a sedan and been like, wait, I fit. I, I fit. There's enough leg room. I'm comfortable. What the fuck is this? <laughs> um, and I really liked that. So, yeah, I tend to, if if I had a favorite car brand, that would probably be it. I have the nicest memories of that. I mean, my the truck I have now is my favorite truck, my favorite vehicle that I've owned. I like my truck. It's a ten, it's a ten year old beat to shit Silverado, but. Like Drew said, it I fit in it and it hauls a bunch of shit. I, I love my truck, so I guess my dream car would be a truck that fits my tall, fat ass and uses less gas mile, uses less gas. Yeah, I mean, I, of, all, of the vehicles I've owned, I think my current one, which is a GMC Canyon, is my favorite because you know it's a it's a mid-sized truck, so it can haul a decent amount. I fit in it well, and and. Around town is so so, but on the on the highway it gets ridiculous mileage. I mean, I, I can literally drive down the Con Carolinas without gassing up, which is just. Damn. But if we're talking dream cars, fuck that noise. I mean, you know, a, a Canyon is nice, but it's like thirty five thousand. Give me like you know, a, like a two million dollar Bugatti Chiron, and 
you know, maybe I'll trade that in for like, you know, some uh, some JK Rowling snorting money. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, don't even, I don't even know what those words mean, Rick. I'm so not yeah. a car guy. I guess my favorite car I ever owned was uh my my Kia Pride in Korea, which I don't know what the what the equivalent is called here. It's just some little Kia hatchback, but uh it was a lot of fun to drive. I bought it new. Finally got it paid for. And then like a month later, we moved to America and I gave it to my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my dream car, not too dreamy. It's a, a, I'm a, a Mazda Miata kind of guy. Actually, now that I think if about I could it. I could fit in one. I've never tried. <laughs> Just uh, hack the roof off, drive it around like Donkey Kong. That's I'm more, more worried about my legs. I mean, it's a convertible. But if you, you did a Donkey Kong option, you could just put your knees up by your ears, just throw, throw bananas at fellow drivers. It's fine. It's the ultimate solution for any tall man in a small car. Actually, I, used to, yeah, I used to be a freelance delivery driver, and uh, I had to work by myself because they didn't pay very much for it. And I had something called a Vauxhall Movano, which was kind of like one of those rape vans, you see. And you can, uh, you can fit a lot in it. Like obviously, I wasn't transporting anything that nefarious. But children, to, just yeah, corpses. It wasn't filled with corpses or children. I had to deliver <laughs> kitchens. I had to deliver like tons of paving slabs. But the thing handled like a very kind of quick small car. So you barrel down the motorway, and you think, you know, if anything goes even remotely wrong here, I am going to be pummeled to death by a ton of paving slabs. But it never did. I used to drive that thing like the Dukes of Hazard. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self: Don't let Steve drive to Taco yeah. Bell at Con Carolinas. Now you won't be saying that if you want a kitchen delivered, buddy. I will, well, I will if you're hand... going to bring a kitchen over, I'm in. I will handbrake turn that shit straight through your window. <laughs> you are going to have the most creative display at Con Carolinas. I'll say that. No one else is going to have a working kitchen. <laughs> Or a van smash through their wall. <laughs> yeah. You should paint a big Kool-Aid man on the front. <laughs> oh, yeah. Call the paramedic. And the Death Star on the back. Because that's what you paint on big vans, on the side of big vans, isn't it? Uh, it depends how many children you want to paint them. I thought you painted, like, Indians and wolves and shit. That too. You do that on the tailgate of your pickup truck in my neighborhood. I, I, I you just like you just drew free candy on there. That was pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Rick, bring us home with one last one. All right. To make up for that last comment, this is a nice question. <laughs> Casey asks, in honor of Teacher Appreciation Week, what is your best memory from being a student or a teacher, uh, assuming you've taught? I don't have any good memories. Okay, yeah, you actually <laughs> were a teacher, weren't you? Such, such a rewarding career. Path. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, no. I guess my best memory was quitting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's. Oh, that was my motivation to write the books I write. Quit teaching. Good times. <laughs> Most of my favorite education memories are when I had teachers who didn't give a fuck, because they tended to just let us do whatever we wanted to self-educate, and weirdly, that's where I always thrived the most. So. Just being left alone to read my shit. When I, when I was in grad school, I took this uh, psychology class, and uh, we had to do this big presentation. And I, I asked if I could do mine on parapsychology and how easy it is to dupe people with it. 
Um, and the teacher was fine. So one of the things I did was this really pathetic mind reading trick where I had a play. I had an obvious plant in the audience. There was really nothing about this trick that, like, you know, should have fooled anybody. But halfway through, the teacher came up and asked me to stop because he said a few of the, a few of the like students in the class were getting really weir- weirded out that I was doing witchcraft, <laughs> <laughs> to, to which essentially made my point for what I was trying to say. Shoved so in that pitchfork. Right? <laughs> wow. And I went to fucking school in South Carolina. Jesus. Um, I did an extra credit assignment on rappelling. Not like pushing things away, but climbing up into the grid in our theater in college and jumping off with ropes tied around me. That was an extra credit assignment. <laughs> I've got a PhD of being repulsive. <laughs> yeah, it's like the ropes were on my neck, you know. <laughs> I think my favorite part about teachers is, is growing up and realizing which ones were just kind of like people doing a job and who actually cared about and which ones were actually fucking psychopaths because i think it is a profession that just draws fucking psychopaths or just people who, who don't like children and you know like when you get people in customer service jobs and it's like you clearly don't like your job why don't you find another job they get a lot of teachers like that but they never have to find another job they just stick around for the rest of their lives hating children so my favorite part is realizing many years later oh hang on no i wasn't i wasn't terrible you were just a dick. You know, I, I like to think that people start off with good intentions going into teaching because, I mean, let's face facts, it, it pays like shit. So, and you have to be really educated for it. So it's not like something you just fall into, you know, like customer service. <laughs> but, but at the same, at the same time, I think it's, I think it's those r- miserable kids, and then the combination of getting tenure, which just turns them, which just turns them into like, you know, not giving a fuck. Well, the mm. teacher appreciation day question has sl- certainly taken a turn. Yeah, no, <laughs> feels uh, like feels the... fuck your entire week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feel like this is the appropriate place to walk us out on the episode. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with another episode of Authors and Dragons. See you next time. Bye. Fucking peaches. <laughs> Authors and Dragons is brought to you under a Creative Commons license, meaning you are free to share this material so long as credit is given to those who created it, which is us, the people you just heard play the game. Opening and closing themes performed by the Gore Core 4. Am I able to back up even though it's off the map?